World Cup, in, shock, shocking to me, the World Cup is still going on after the U.S. got bounced by the Netherlands. I thought Netherlands won the World Cup. No. They oh, just I thought advanced. it was over. I thought it was over on Saturday. I know. Oh, I know. It's still know. going. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Portugal's up 5-1 on Switzerland. And the story of the game is that Ronaldo was benched and made a reserve. He came in, I'd say, about five minutes ago in That's, this game. Well, we can't tell you it in real time, but he is taking a free kick right now. Oh, okay. He's taking a free kick right now? Okay. <laughs> Let's see if he scores. A little, uh, yeah. little A-Rod. <laughs> Bad the stats. That would, that would be funny. But his, his replacement, the guy who started in place of him, Goncalo Ramos, he actually got the first goal of the game, and he has a hat trick today. Crazy. So I think just a little bit of talent running around Portugal. I think uh, Portugal's manager made the right decisions, and apparently Ronaldo's had some attitude problems. They also wear the red and green of their flag they on do. their uniform. So P- Portugal on why, my list. That's why you like them. <laughs> no, I I respect it though. You respect <laughs> you respect using the actual colors yes. of the country. Switzerland's up there too. Good for you. Fair enough. Fair enough. So anyway, Ronaldo's apparently had some attitude problems uh, and when they lost to South Korea in group stage play. I guess he like yelled at the manager and things got a little dicey from there. He also did this interview with Piers Morgan, which was a disaster for him. I think it was it last week. So it hasn't been a good couple of days for Ronaldo. But you know who's had it worse, Joe? Carolina fans. Oh. Carolina fans have had it worse the last couple of weeks. Let's answer some Hey Joe questions. Joe cracked the door. All right, this first question comes from Wake Forest basketball coach Steve Forbes. Can you get more airtime in the radio portal? <laughs> Shout out to Steve Forbes. Huge fan of the program. Big Twitter follow. We love Coach Steve Forbes. Uh, yeah, you know, it's portal mania. It's portal season. And I guess you could enter the radio transfer portal if you wanted to. Although, if you want more airtime, I mean, I know there's one way to do it. Go work an overnight shift Overnights. somewhere. Yeah, man. You want some airtime? Overnights are where it's at. I re- that's how I racked up some freelance ESPN radio a few years ago before the pandemic. That's oh, you need that noon to three or that noon to three, that midnight, midnight to three. <laughs> I got you. I mean, I did uh, look. True story. I did. I did love working the game night hustle for ESPN radio because it's a flat fee as a freelancer. Nice. So, oh, the game went late. I mean, I'm going to two o'clock regardless. So you know. I used to enjoy that. I actually enjoyed doing those shifts. Regardless, that's where you get some portal time. That's where it is. Oh, but we did not enter the portal. So here's my question for you, Julio. <laughs> yes. Because you have claimed that afternoon radio just doesn't really fit with your lifestyle. I don't know if I've claimed. I've just asked you how there was a way for us to do things earlier in the day. Great moments in Joe and Joe history. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, get a morning show. <laughs> yeah. It's like this is no, this is a true story. This is a true story. <laughs> like, Julia, I'm really alive, Joe. Like, it's like yeah, what no, do we like, need to do? We should like record some stuff earlier in the day, and then just run it later. And yeah, I, I got very annoyed at yeah. you for that. No, no, no. You were like c- controlled annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> You're like very obviously, but you were like, get a morning show. Yeah, that that defeats the purpose of live radio, Joe. <laughs> which is why we're here. Yeah. A- anyway, anyway. Um, I, I do wonder how you, if, if mornings are your time, how would you do midnight to 3 a.m.? Oh, I'll be a zombie. Really? Oh, my gosh. What if we set you up at a Waffle House? 
and you got that chicken plate right before a show. No, because I think I would just fall asleep. You just fall asleep right there? Right. I have no chance. They give you the battery acid coffee you, and the chicken plate. You, you know, tell me you're not going to fly? You know, I used to work the late shift. Yeah. That's how I started. Look, man, we've all... Five we've, to two. We've all done those types of shifts. Yeah. We've all done those types of shifts at some, time, at some point in our life. Next up... I got a proposition for you. All right, this one comes from Gene. Do you think it's time for Mac to retire? He just stands <laughs> on the sidelines looking grumpy. Has the game passed him by? Wow. Wow. I mean, when the camera cuts to Mac Brown, does he look like he's straight up not having a good time? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you would also straight up not be having a good time, given how the season is I closed. I mean, Mac has retired before. Why did Carolina bring Mac Brown back? Let's let's think about this logically. Yeah. They brought him back to generate interest in the program. Successful. He did that. Yep. They brought him back to have somebody who can recruit at a high level successful. Uh, I'll give him that, although I should point out that you really have to be a dumbass to screw up recruiting at North Carolina. That's fine, but so, he's even elevated that he from even Butch and the Larry Eras. You're okay? right. So You're right. He's done the two main things you would want. He, and he's also been an outstanding spokesman for the program, which had been largely ignored, even though Larry Fedora had pockets of success. Well, Larry Fedora also went to an ACC kickoff and talked about how the decline of America yes. is tied and to... The, yeah, the military and football. Know, about, and well, and, it, if you don't let us have concussions, then America's going to hell in a handbag. Sure, so okay. they needed somebody who was a face of the program, if you will. He's done an excellent job. No one has done better with the media than Mac Brown. No one will ever do better with the media no. than Mac Brown. No. Okay? Did you hire him to reinvent the air raid offense? No. Did you bring him back to, you know, run the 46 zone with Buddy Ryan? No. Well, here's where so I think, here's where I think the, there's the a only, fair criticism. But the only failure I would say, mm-hmm. because I, I think Phil Longo has done an amazing job. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened with Jay Bateman, but that was also a pretty good hire, by the way. Once they, you know, now they were, he got blamed of sorts and replaced by Gene Chizik. Gene Chizik and, and Mac Brown go back to their days at Texas together. But my point here is you don't hire Mac Brown for some sort of in-game strategery. He's a CEO. You you bring in Mac Brown because he's somebody who can run a program, mm-hmm. and he's someone who's going to represent your program, and he's someone who's going to bring recruits at the highest level into your program. He's also at an age where he understands I have to hire smart people to do handle the nuts and bolts of the program. So I'm giving him check marks for all of those things. Next up. How you doing? All right, this next one comes from Kinchin. Hey, Joe, if money wasn't an option, could we have more than more men's basketball games and rentals than just once a year? Yeah, I guess they have their heritage game taking place again. They're going to be rocking. But by the way, I think this is the buried lead here. NC State is going to be wearing the original 1983 jerseys for basketball. Not to get too deep in the weeds, but because of the Adidas contract, there were some weird tie-ups about what could go across the chest of a basketball jersey. It was always NC State. They could try to do the same font. They could try to do the same curvature. But there are a lot of true believers out there that want you to get, like, no, get rid of the NC and just keep it state. So they've brought back those jerseys for this Reynolds game. And I got to tell you, they look clean. They should be the permanent jerseys for NC State. All right? But because of the weird contracts and everything else, states and states always had a really weird relationship with its own history of trademarks. 
and their and their and, you know what they put on a jersey. I mean, how many different things have you seen on a helmet, right? Legitimately, but go back this, to the state. A, Just go back to the state jerseys. This actually isn't about a contract, okay? Okay, because, I was that was my Debbie understanding. Brought back state, yeah, and it was on the football jerseys, mm-hmm. but. The people who Debbie had hired to handle marketing externally said to her, well, you know, if we just call ourselves state, people might get confused as to who we are. <laughs> as if when Michigan State wears its state jerseys, somebody goes, oh, that must be mm. Indiana State. Oh, that must be Missouri State. Iowa State. To your point, NC State won national titles in 83 and 74. And the jersey said state, and no one was ever confused as to who they were. They have these neat chirons now, too. Yeah. On TV, where they can tell you who, who the team is. You know, there's that as well. Well, here's your opportunity. Just go back to them Plus, all the time. What, what do NC State fans call themselves? State. State fans. <laughs> yeah. It's not hard. Anyway, next up. Whoa. All right, next one comes from Carl. Hey, Joe, should Clemson go all purple to spite the Orange Bowl and Tennessee? <laughs> That'd be a good look, though. Clemson's purple, which is part of their, I, I their colorway. I love it when Clemson. I love it when Clemson used to go purple, because it was like it was like Notre Dame when they went green. Yes, it was a special occasion, and when they wore purple, you knew you were in trouble. This is not a special occasion. No, no, no. What happened was Dabo turned it into like some sort of military tribute, oh. and they only wear the purple now at home on their military tribute day. Okay, yada yada yada. It's a bad. It was a bad move by Dabo. Mm-hmm. Let the purple be the special big game, but no, Carl. We need orange on orange. Mm. We need the all orange game. I don't know in the orange bowl. In the orange bowl. I don't know, man. I don't know. That might. It's like when Louisville and NC State play. Yeah, I'm like, wait, somebody's got to wear. Wait, wait, who am I watching? Who am I watching? I get confused every single time because they're both Adidas schools too. Yeah. Shout out to Video Joe, who we dragged out to Millbrook High School to film us, me and Gilio, officiating an inter-squad scrimmage before the start of the high school basketball season. This was done to prove a point. Officiating is not easy, and oftentimes who you see officiating your high school basketball games or your high school football games, they're doing it because they love officiating. They're doing it because they love the sport. They're not necessarily doing it for the pay. High school officiating is not exactly a lucrative endeavor, even though they recently fought for and got a raise from the state recently, a 10% raise. So go and watch that video. Gain an appreciation for what it takes for high school officials. And when you go to some high school basketball games this season. I'm going to Garner tonight. I'm going to try. Don't be a jackass. Yes, exactly. All right. (laughs) Like, I need Gilio at this Garner basketball game to be like, y'all don't understand. It's really just hard let them work. Out there. Just let them work. Let them work. <laughs> Joining us on the Heatser Automotive Group Hotline, the voice of the Colorado Buffaloes, Mark Johnson. Uh, Colorado has been the center of the college football universe because they hired Deion Sanders. It finally happened. A Power 5 school hired Deion Sanders. Mark, how are you? Doing well, gentlemen. Good to be on with you. Thanks for uh, thanks for hopping on with us. I, am I? Did I misread this? Did Colorado say they didn't have the money for Dion yet, but they'll figure it out? Please tell me I misheard. I heard that. I misheard. No, no. That. He, uh, Rick George, athletic director, is living life like I've been living forever. Right? Uh, we'll, <laughs> find, we'll figure the, the financing out later. Um, I think what what he was getting at, and what we're seeing in the last forty eight hours, you just said become the center of the universe. Isn't that amazing? Colorado was. 
I think it's safe to say, and I can objectively say this in my role, the worst FBS team in America this past season. Yeah. Went from irrelevant to the most relevant uh, school in the country. And as a result of that, what we're seeing is just, I mean, it's, it's been a circus the last few days in terms of the marketing arm for the University of Colorado. I was talking with the guy that runs that yesterday. He said something like 35 or 40 companies on Monday called just unsolicited and said, hey, we'd like to be part of Colorado Athletics. How can we get sponsorships? Oh, wow. Um, season tickets are going through the roof right now. Donations are coming in. And so I think that's what Rick was getting at. We'll worry about that later. The money, the money will come in. So we figured you bring in Coach Prime and, you know, everything else will follow, I guess. Mark Johnson, voice of the Colorado Buffaloes, joining us here on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. It's Jovius. I'm Joe Gilio. All right, Mark, are you – have you been – tutored yet on what you're supposed to be calling Deion Sanders? Well, as I mentioned a moment ago, that's Coach Prime. Coach Prime. Coach okay. Prime. Coach Prime. Uh, the first time that he was introduced, I guess it's always, and I think that was on his name plaque at uh, the press conference, it's Deion Coach Prime Sanders. In fact, uh, we had some ticket promos that I voiced, I guess it was on Saturday morning uh, before I left for a basketball game, and Monday morning they came back and said, the script's been adjusted. You need to, and so there were some changes in terms of how we refer to Dion. So, yeah, Coach Prime is how he likes to be referred to. So, <laughs> I'm a little bit old school here, Mark, and obviously we're in Raleigh, right? So we don't sure. follow Colorado football as much, obviously, as you do, or anybody even in the greater Boulder area. Shout out to Steve Logan, Colorado yeah. Buffalo's legend, though. H- however, though, I-, I am curious, as someone who follows it, are you guys used to the Pac-12 yet, or are you, st- do I, are you in my mindset it's still the Big 8? Bill McCartney's still running around. We're, we're going to find you know, Salonisi and the other guys who, who led you guys to glory. Or <laughs> is, is the, Has that adjustment been made? And I know it goes back to 2011 now, but right. how has that kind of identity kind of taken shape? You, you mentioned about you know last this year being such a struggle. I, I, do, I do wonder if the program has kind of found, will this help the program find its footing in, in a what I still think of as a relatively new conference setting? I think, you know, when you, when you talk to CU fans, there, there's always, well, for example, you know, here in the last couple of years, well, I shouldn't say this, the, the, a few years ago, the last year of Mike McIntyre, the first year of Mel Tucker, we played Nebraska, and it brought back yeah. I mean, unbelievable memories, and, and everyone longed for those days of old, you know, Big 7, Big 8, Big 12, so there's still a lot of that, but, you know, it's been now since, like you mentioned, 2011. And, and from an institution standpoint, from, from an alumni standpoint, that's why it made perfect sense back in the day. There is no Colorado footprint in the Midwest. Uh, you know, you go to a UCLA or UCUSC game or something, and there'll be, you know, uh, 7, 8, 9, 10,000 CU fans there because there's so many alums living in the state of California. So it, it, there are times it still does seem kind of strange. And, and, you know, next year when Deion Sanders, Coach Prime's first uh, home game is against Nebraska Cornhuskers, that'll feel very comfortable, I can tell you that. But, yeah, I think I think by now we've kind of become used to being in the Pac-12. Mark Johnson, play-by-play Colorado Buffaloes. I don't think we've talked about Colorado this much since a fifth down back in 1990, <laughs> uh, which is probably, you know, this is this is good for Colorado. But well, my, my curiosity is, and I know, look, I, you're with, you're, you, work for, you work for the school, you're with the school, you know, there, there are coaching personalities, okay? And, I mean, we're in the ACC, so we know plenty of these coaching personalities. Dabo is his own personality at Clemson. Nick Saban has his own kind of cult of personality. But Dion, Dion seems to go to another level. I'm sorry, Coach Prime goes to another level. You know, how does the school kind of handle that? Or how do, fan, how do you handle that? Does anybody even care at this point that this kind of cult of personality is something that we haven't quite seen at the Power 5 level? 
important to note that you know Deion Sanders is one of one. Okay, mm-hmm. there's nobody else like this. I don't I don't know who else you could possibly hire and have the same impact immediately that we've seen. And I I made the comment on, on a couple of shows the last few days. You hire Deion Sanders, the coach, and then you get uh, Coach Prime, the brand mm-hmm. that, that has come in. And, and I think that's something I've witnessed here immediately is that, you know, this guy was, as we well know, he's one of the great athletes of all time. I mean, you can throw the names out there, Bo Jackson and Jim Thorpe and Jesse Owens and whoever you want. He's in that conversation for the greatest athletes of all time. So you've got the iconic athletic image. And then what comes along with that that I've kind of discovered here is the iconic cultural image that comes along with, with you know, Coach Prime. And so it's, it's an interesting combination. And, you know, I've been asked by a few folks, you know, how do you, how do you navigate that? How do you handle it? I don't know. I mean, this isn't, I've never seen anything like this before. And so, you know, well, when, uh, when we're together, I'll say, Coach Prime, what can I do for you? And, uh, can we do a pregame interview? Can we do the television show? Can we do the radio show? And, and I guess we'll move on from there. And, and uh, it's, I, I joked to somebody yesterday, I said, it's his world. We're just renting space right now. <laughs> I think it's important to know, too, Mark, that he won at Jackson State. It wasn't yeah. just, you know, he got there and there was this novelty. And, and I know people love to say, oh, well, yeah, it's it's the swack. No, in those leagues, it's hard to win because I'll, you look at those teams, we see this all the time in the MEAC in basketball here at NC Central. Lavelle Moton's one of the best coaches in this state because that's when you have to outcoach people. Yeah, yep. And so I think Deion Sanders, what he's done, you know, the commercials with Nick Saban, everything else that goes with it, I think it does at some point eclipse the success that he's actually had or that he had with those Jackson State teams. I mean, and that's also a Jackson State program that's had history, too. It's not like he walked into Jackson but State. But it's been a minute. It has been a minute, but it's, it's not like they haven't produced NFL talent. It's not like they haven't won before. He's helped revive it. Yes. But at the same time, elevating his own game, which I guess has kind of gotten to the con- – I guess, can you call it a controversy? Are they viewing it as a controversy, leaving an HBCU for Colorado? Well, there, there's some people, I think, that have had a negative reaction to that. Uh, there, there are others. If you've seen the, the clips by, you know, Keyshawn Johnson, who has said, "I know exactly why he did this." You know, one of the interesting aspects of this that maybe guys like us don't don't consider, but seems to have really created, I, I think, a little bit deeper roots than maybe we expected. And we saw Keyshawn on television talk about this, and, and Coach Prime certainly in his press conference talked about it. The fact that now three, make it four, of the last five coaches Colorado's had have been black coaches, mm-hmm. and now three in a row. And Coach Prime made a comment about that, about how much that meant to him. Uh, University of Colorado giving opportunity uh, for coaches of, of color to come in and be in those positions. And so, you know, it's an interesting thing that, that I don't know that I fully understand all the tentacles of this thing. I'm just I'm watching the, the personality, what's going on in the transfer portal, the recruiting, the donations, the season ticket sales, that kind of stuff, and trying to get my head around it. And then there's another level of this that, that maybe it's going to take some time to fully understand. But he was very appreciative of that. And I think that adds kind of a whole new layer to this thing. Mark Johnson, Colorado Buffalo's play-by-play. We appreciate the time. Uh, have fun this offseason. I'm, I'm sure all the con- the content this offseason is going to be off the charts. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> those those coaches shows which uh, anyone that do those kind of things knows yeah. be kind of a labor at <laughs> different times. I don't think I'm going to have to work real hard working with <laughs> Coach Prime on, on coaching shows. All right, man. We yeah, appreciate enjoy. it. Enjoy. Take it easy.